Are you on a forklift? Yeah, I am. Buongiorno Bianconeri, welcome back to the All Juve Cast channel. It is another Monday morning and another victory to talk about. And uh, this one, we had to sweat this one, 1-0 one against Fiorentina, but a win We're is a fine. win. According to Anthony, so we take it and we roll on. But of course, we got to break it down. So we're going to break it down today and then uh, go over all the topics and everything in the aftermath. Mm -hmm. Light news day when it comes to news, but still, we'll get into Uh, what comes up at when everybody. Whenever anybody says that, check the news tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure it'll pick up. But Mm -hmm. this game for a one nil game, I'm telling you, there's a ton of stuff. To talk about so we're definitely going to get into that mm-hmm. get the housekeeping out of the way right now everybody that tunes in joins in like the video please subscribe to the channel especially if you're a diehard uv fan we got you mm-hmm. covered on everything juventus even if you support another club and want to be kept in the loop on uv hit that subscribe button for everybody tuning in on your audio outlets get over to youtube for all the match day lives the watch alongs uh which are always fantastic and a bunch of extra content mm-hmm. all right and yeah, the watch along was amazing yesterday. So Dells, our boy Dells, nailing the score on match day, calling me out, said he wants his stickers. Well, I got your stickers for you, bud. So just Take reach out easy, to Dels. us. We'll get you uh, some of these stickers. I got the Del Piero, the Chiesas. I think there's a Mad Max in there. We'll get you some stickers, okay? Uh, but it was a yeah, lot of fun, and everybody enjoyed the commentary. So stuff like that. Uh, just love it. So awesome, Let's awesome stuff. We're going to say what's up to everybody one. in here. Ciao Forza Juventus from Bobby Ogasal Remi. Ciao tutti Forza Juve. The best game, however, we not the best game, however, we got the job done. Yes. Uh, not liking Allegri as the thumbnails has seen enough already. <laughs> All look right, at, look who just easy, jumped in at the bottom. Look who just jumped in at the bottom. Joey Cap. Buongiorno. No, keep going. Nitty. Let's go. Luca coming in here. It's Monday. Lisa, three points are ours. There you go. There you One go. More. Minus One more. Minus 15 for breathing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Easy there, uh, DeSantis. Okay. Easy. Easy. All right. So we'll catch Roma in no time. Don't worry about that. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get to the Still game. Still minus there. 15. We'll still Love catch the banter. Roma. Love the banter. I'm going to get to this game. We're going to tackle the uh, lineups going into it. We had some key stats going into it that we covered. Uh, basically, would have been if we uh, didn't get the job done and get that win, would have been the first time since 2015-16 that we went three winless in a row at uh, Allianz, but uh, not the case, obviously. Player to watch was Vlaovic. We'll get to performances and stuff. Starting lineup, as expected, uh, the Trident was the one in question, but we saw it. Chesney. Danilo Bremer Sandro with uh Decilio Locatelli Rabio Kostic and then Di Maria Chiesa Vlaovic up top. All right. So nothing yet, nothing yet, nothing yet on the uh, additional penalties. But lineups there. Um, we said uh for every action there's an equal or opposite reaction. So you get your trident, but you're gonna get Decilio out as your uh, right outside. Mm-hmm. Any issues other than that on the lineup? We kind of covered it in the match day live, and I felt uh, fine about it, even with uh, DeShilio having to be out there. But uh, what are you guys' thoughts going into this one? Real quick, Anth, what was your thoughts on lineup? Based on who was available, that's it is what it, we were. Everybody wanted to see this Trident in order to let the Trident go. That's who you had to have. That the other seven players had to be that, based yeah. on who was available. So yeah, is okay. what it was. What it was pretty pretty straightforward. Yep, Omar. Mm-hmm. 
Agree? Uh, yeah, exactly what I said yesterday. Probably one spot away from being our best available yesterday with probably quad replacing uh, DeShilio, and that's probably uh, the mm -hmm. best uh, you could put no, out there. I People I are going to make a shout for Fajoli, but in a two-man pivot, we haven't seen. You haven't seen, right? So I would be fine with trying it, but I don't think Max would be or is. So I think I think we still we can do better than Sandro. In a three-man back at the back, yeah, you could have probably played yeah. Gatti yeah. or Rugani, but uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think it's be all end all, but. I'm not against uh, playing one of those other guys. That's for sure. We get to these uh, highlights. We'll, there's mm -hmm. not a ton, okay? one nothing game, but there's definitely still some talking points, especially involving referee and everything. So we get a yellow card on Rabio immediately in this game. Like it's a minute and I think a minute, 10 seconds into this Correct thing. Call. And uh, we got our friend, seconds. Nick Cardone, subscriber, follower, Good, great guy that I've been talking to. And then uh, it's funny, you start talking to him. He's a ref, okay? Uh, very well-versed in the rules and everything. So he's going to help us out. And he sent a bunch of reports on scenarios and situations on this game. Right mm -hmm. out of the gate, I said, well, that I thought was pretty damn harsh. So, mm -hmm. so basically, in terms of uh, weighing in on that uh, a minute in, uh, the basically the rules... It doesn't stop a promising attack, so it doesn't meet that criteria, but it's definitely considered reckless. Mm -hmm. It is a supportable decision based on being reckless. However, he says most referees would just manage it, give the player that warning because it's right out of the gate, and move on. So he says it is harsh uh, based on how most referees you would see them treat that situation. Could you support it? Yes, being on uh, reckless. No, on not stopping a promising attack. So there you go. I thought it was pretty harsh. You guys mm -mm. agree pretty harsh a minute in? Correct call. Correct call. Yeah, well, yeah the minute you, he made the foul, I went, that's a yellow, that's a straight yellow. You can't, no you can't go through the back of players. Technically, people get reds for going through the back of players. Now, he didn't stud him in the back, he, but he did – you know, twist up his ankle. So I had, I thought that was the right call. I thought it was a terrible tackle. Like, what the hell was he doing? I don't yeah, think it was that tackle. bad, man. I think it was an awful tackle. <laughs> I think uh, we got the uh, Rabio blinders on. Anyways, oh, we're going to no, move no. on. No, no. Move on. <laughs> no. Di Maria taking his man on. His shot deflects back post. Costage comes in. That's got to be 1 0. It's got to be 1 0. Got to be a finish. Puts a guy. Uh, unfortunately, back post doesn't go in. We continue on. Chiesa taking on his man, crosses it. Dusan Vlaovic banking on Malinkovic, clearing that easily. Puts his thumbs up, and the ball goes right by him. Kostic follows up at the back post, forces a save from Terciano, but uh, bad look for Dusan. They're giving up. Never stop your runs and always see it out till the end. He was pissed with himself and rightfully so mm -hmm. um but again what are the odds uh milenkovic uh, slips up there and gets that one all wrong he did but uh yeah that didn't end up looking good for old uh dushan there we continue to move on Deshilio working the right flank low cross gets uh cleared out but stops right at di maria this is the beauty that is di maria because he's mm -hmm. surrounded by four bodies um from Fiorentina 
he pops this thing and lays it on a platter to back post and Rabio comes in there, latches onto it. Derechano there um, gets a stop to it, but it's over the goal line. Ref pointing to his watch. It's one nil man. Di Maria, there was some talks in the chat about him being really frustrating yesterday. Some even Tini felt he was really frustrating to watch, but that's kind of Di Maria in a nutshell. I mean, like all those guys that are big guys like that, that can create these moments. Sometimes you, you know, you got to take the the bad with the good because Mm -hmm. yeah, he was struggling uh, in certain moments and certain decisions and whatnot. But then again, I don't know who else on that team um, around four guys in the area in tight like that gets that yeah, ball off. Back that's, like that. that's what you want from your attackers. All they need is one moment, one moment of brilliance mm-hmm. of putting the ball, and that is what won us the game yesterday, that single moment. So no matter how many balls he fumbled, how many straight passes, he one of his passes made it to the target and won, and won us the game. It's yeah. a hard stat to figure out I, i'm gonna try and explain as best i can but him either intercepting or taking the ball or working his way away from two or three defenders or being able to i don't know how many times he does it during the game being able to work out of sticky situations or in a situation where you think he's going to lose it and just a little touch of the ball and he's around a defender there's so i could think of probably four or five yesterday and we just have nobody else who can do that yeah and how and how many players in our team pass that ball, try to cross it and not shoot it. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. probably the only one to cross it. That's a good point. And, and that's the thing is just the presence in mind, regardless of what's going around. I think if I'm thinking about our roster, I think a, quite a few of these guys are just going to be looking to even just maintain the ball, not lose possession. The shot, he knew he had no shooting lanes. Like there's three guys in front of him, one coming over from the side. He knew all he had to do was pop that thing over, and he's probably got uh, guys open based on how many people were just surrounding him. So it's that presence of mind, and that's the magic that you need from your big guys. Um, that's pretty much all we're going to talk about first half. I see a comment in here about what were the refs uh, drinking yesterday, man. We are going to get to more from Nick Cardone, who did a great job in his assessment and evaluation of referees and everything. But your guys' thoughts at the end of the first half before we get to Nick's comments on the officiating and everything. So, Omar, uh, Omar why don't you kick us off? First of all, that that Dushan chance. Uh, <clears throat> I know that watching, you know, watching it on TV, then you see all the players and you see the ball all the time. For him, he might not have even seen the ball and suddenly it's in front of his face. So it's it needs a very quick reaction. Yeah, I want him to position himself in order to get to that cross but one he might not have seen it two i mean no one expected what happened to milenkovic there he just tripped and fell so suddenly the ball is in front of dusha could have done better but i won't criticize him too much for it but that's one of the things you're taught at a young young age like they're teaching that young age never ever stop your run you never yep. stop your run and you never he had Milinkovic, so the cross is coming basically at him where he's facing. Milinkovic is going straight towards the ball. He's banking. He looked, he turned his head away and he put his thumbs up like this. And then the ball flashes across. 
you can't do that, man. I'm sorry. Not at, not at that level. And I know he's just banking because you're playing in the pros nine times out of 10, your defender clears mm-hmm. that out. No problem. But again, it's a bad look. It's a bad look. It happens. It's not awful. I won't judge him too harshly on that. Hopefully he learned from it. Um, I did the play-by-play for our channel, and honestly, I didn't have a lot to write during the first half. It was no. tons of you know misplaced passes. I did see a lot of uh, players out of possession and kind of try to settling into the new formation. Mainly Rabio, who forgot there were two men in the midfield, and he kind of drifted forward like there was always someone behind him. So Lucatelli had to cover a lot. Tons. Look, I tell him all the defensive work in the middle was on him. So it's kind of amazing we managed to get out without any chances, even at our goal. Yeah. Uh, besides that, a lot of fouls, nothing too flashy. We could have been 2 0 up. Isn't well, we it? should have been. Kostic's yeah. first opportunity has to go in the back of the net. I, I was sure it was going to. It, yeah. I, I saw it in the back of the net. I'm like starting to tweet and then I lift my head. It, it went out. How could it have gone out? But mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. So, again, first half, for me, it's just, it was fine. We could have been a couple goals up, should have been a couple goals up. And honestly, for the control that Fiorentina had, which was still close, 52% possession to 48, um, they came out of it with not even, a, I think, one attempt on target. No big chances created. Juve had multiple big chances created and didn't... Uh, they found the one goal through uh, Rabio could have been two nil up. So overall, that wasn't a, a bad half by any means. Mm-mm. But you still felt we could do much more and get Chiesa more involved. I thought Chiesa wasn't as involved as we should have him. Um, Di Maria was again a mix of good and bad, but has that brilliant moment, right? Um, it wasn't terrible, and. Quick thoughts on uh, first half there? Yeah, Fiorentina stinks. That's how I came out of the first half. It's like they created, they had all the possession, whatever. They couldn't do anything. We were stuck in third gear and they still couldn't do anything. Yeah. But the one thing that you guys didn't bring up was Locatelli had a clearance that went right to, oh, I think it was Iconi. And then he was on the ground and side swiped yeah. the shot and cleared it over the net. That was just after we went up one nothing. And I'm like, he's already yeah. my man of the match for stopping that because. I, I couldn't see Fiorentina creating anything. So I was like, that's probably the, the game saver right there. But yeah, we that's, move on I to mean, the second half. in a nutshell, that's their creation all game was errant clearances from Juve. They didn't get a whole lot. We had them shooting from well out. Yeah. Um, I think outside of that, their best opportunity was a blast from probably like 28 yards out that Chesney easily saw. Uh, clear of his goal and over so not mm-hmm. a whole bunch there now in terms of referees and stuff obviously it plays more into the second half but Nick Cardone basically his overall comments on Fabri's foul identification and use of his whistle were for the most part spot on a few mm-hmm. more yellow cards could have been shown particularly to Ranieri for multiple fouls on Di Maria some within the first 10 minutes of the match yeah, um, so Maria was, Maria asking was fouled at least five to two. six times in each half, which should have been an automatic caution after three or four based on persistent infringement, which is something that they look for, obviously, in making those Good decisions. 
um, and when you continuously foul a specific player. So that's what persistent infringement is supposed to cover. He also missed, and we're going to get to it, a clear second caution to Bonaventura in the 63rd minute. Okay, mm -hmm. so overall, he used his game management to keep the game under control without too many yellows or send-offs, but there were still, as you can see from Nick here, some inconsistencies. So you I set will the say, tone on Rabio there, yeah. but then you don't keep it up the rest of the way, especially within that first opening 10 minutes where it was really cagey, especially persistent infringement, which we saw in Di Maria. So hmm. again, that's where my problem is with giving a yellow card so early because almost 10 out of 10 times, you cannot keep that tone for the rest of the game. He didn't stop. Uh, that's my issue with that Rabio red or yellow. Sorry, is that you can't set that tone that hard a minute in, and he wasn't consistent with it for the rest of the first half. So this it, this was before this was in the forty seventh minute. This was early in the second half. This was yeah, before 48. the body check on on Rabio. And we we're going to get to it. it. Um, I'm surprised they didn't look at this. So. And this is actually the first piece that comes up for 48th minute Bonaventura foul on uh, Di Maria resulted in caution, uh, potential send off. But Bonaventura makes contact with Di Maria with his cleats right above his ankle on a planted foot. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the considerations here for red point of contact um, mm -hmm. above ankle studs. Yes. Yep. Planted foot. Yes. yes. The other for consideration that they look at is the speed or the force used. The missing piece for the referee would have been force used. It was missing uh, what he would have probably had to consider excessive force because it met all the other uh, qualifications. Mm. So if Fabry would have pulled the red out, he uh, Nick finds it very unlikely that VAR would have even called him to check it because it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a clear and obvious error. So the decision of giving a yellow for unsporting behavior because of a reckless challenge is clearly supportable, but he had two of three checked off for a potential send-off, right? I don't so know why, go ahead, Anth. I don't know why people keep saying second yellow. The studs was the first foul. I'm saying that should have been a direct red card. Yeah, this is the 48th. This is the 48th, Correct. his first yellow. The second right. incidence comes in the 63rd, which Correct. we're going to get to. This is his first one, which had the potential for a red. Okay. I get I get the force because what he was trying to do is he was trying to shield the Di Maria off the ball. Yeah. So he was so, just putting his foot out. It's missing the okay. excessive force. I get it. Yeah. Okay. That's that, that what it's sense. missing on that one. Okay. I think it might have been a harsh red if he'd given it. But I've seen it. You've seen it before. Yeah, set the high, tone high on, on the This is what I mean. We've you, seen you it. can't it's keep just... the tone. He didn't keep the tone. We've seen it, but it's very shaky grounds. Like giving I don't think that should have been a yellow on Rabio, and I don't think this should have been a red on uh, Bonaventura. But Ranieri should have, if you're going to give Rabio yellow there, Ranieri should have had minimum one in the first half too. So it was a little inconsistent. Yeah, yeah that's I'll, the I'll... thing with refereeing in football is just, uh, yeah, it's left open to opinions. One referee might do that; the other would have given a red and have not given a yellow to Rabio. So, and Swari coming in saying should have been a direct send off. So there you go. Like I said, you can go either way on this, but by rules, he's got two out of three checked off for what they actually look for by rules. So again, take it for what it is. Um, we continue on. 
the game, battling on the left side. It's uh, just insane. I think you had Di Maria in there um, amongst Amrabat, and I think Bonaventura. In comes Locatelli and quickly picks up that ball, finds Kostic with a nice pass through everyone, and Kostic is running onto this thing. He slips it to Vlaovic. Vlaovic with a beautiful finish, um, mm-hmm. clean on Tericiano, 2 0. Hold up. Here comes the offside call, VAR. Mm-hmm. And they look at this thing. I was looking at this thing live and I thought, no way, based on where Milenkovic was standing. And sure enough, by rule now, yeah, it's offside. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what it is. You have a mm-hmm. portion that's just barely above. When you look at the side angle, it is barely, barely, and I still can't see it clearly, okay? It's it's one of those scenarios. Now, again, Nick Cardoni or Vlaovic goal ruled offside. There isn't too much discuss when looking at this one. Semi-automatic system showed maybe a millimeter or two that he was uh, beyond. It's frustrating, but by rule, it's correct. It was I, half of his head. Wait, Man, I suggest I... something completely different if we're going to mm-hmm. do offsides and try to be this pinpoint. Because mm-hmm. again, and again, we see the flip side of it later on on Castrovilli's goal. But mm-hmm. guys, Omer, what do you think about the VAR in this uh, semi-auto and that millimeter or two? I want I want to take you through what I what I did during while, while I was tweeting that goal because I saw the goal, I saw the move. And I saw Dushan scoring, and I was starting to write Dushan go, but offside. And then I see the replay, and I say, "Oh wait, no way, no offside." Starting to type Dushan goal, boom, 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 everything I always write. And then I think to myself, "Wait, it's Serie I've seen an Inter goal gets cancelled because Lautaro's tempo was offside." And so let's just wait and see. And Serie hasn't failed me. Now, that is not VAR. That is the semi-automatic system, same as the goal line technology. So they just told him that there's nothing to go look at. The, if he's offside and the system showed it, then they just told him it's offside. Nothing mm-hmm. to look at. It was different in the Fiorentina goal case, but it has nothing to do with VAR. It's a new technology. And obviously, they didn't get it right yet. It will take them time to figure out how to use it correctly and what is an offside and what isn't. In my opinion, look at the legs. If none of the legs are offside, it's not offside. You can still score with your head. His head was offside. Listen, guys, the toothpaste is out of the the tube. People have been complaining for years about offside calls being missed. Listen, technology is only moving that way. It's not moving backwards. This is this is the world now. Here's the this, problem yeah, I have this with is what it. we have to live Here's in. Here's the problem I have with it. You still have officials trying to official a game. There's no way a guy on as an assistant ref can pinpoint a nose being offside. Correct. So to I, use I, I a system that does pinpoint that leaves such little margin for error as a player that it's it's too much. It's over the top. It's over the top for offside. Absolutely, it is what it is. I think Absolutely. you need to. I think they need to revamp it because honestly, I think it was better the old days and having the arguments um, of hey, that should have been called or not. Because to be honest, too it's money. way too much right now. That's way too much. But as a player, you can't do it. And as an assistant, w- what the hell's the point of these guys? What's even, even out, out there, there for? Now? Like, 
There's no way they're going to call it by millimeter. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, and it it doesn't give the attacker any advantage. If it's by millimeters, there's no advantage. But but I want to be clear. I think the main problem is the rules themselves. The VAR is a tool. It's not the rule maker. And they need to change the rules of handball. The problem is is if you open it up to advantage, you're still opening up a gray area. You Mm -hmm. would have to clarify what advantage is. Because even if you want to say, oh, your leg has to be over. Well, usually when you run, you lean. So your legs could still be on an onside position, but you Mm -hmm. could be extended beyond that So even that... I don't know. For me, it would have to be something where you can clearly define, okay, you have to clearly define first what is advantage. Is it your half of your torso being over? Is it yeah, one no. leg being over? Belly button know? down? And even half that's going to start an argument. Well, no, because down. here's why. Here's why. Oh, I'm outside. <laughs> only, oh, only one leg. Let's just say for shits and giggles. Oh, if one of your legs is only beyond the defender, you're on side. You're you're off. You're on side because it's not mm. a huge advantage. Okay, that's great. But again, what are guys doing? Are they just wa- now going to watch him try and play like a hockey offside? You, you no. can't. You can't do it. You can't do it. It's going to be a battle you. even trying to clarify what advantage is. I'll clear it up for you. Your feet. You only your feet. Look at the player's feet. No one is, you know, if your head is offside, that's not an advantage. But what's your foot? Is it does it include your ankle? No, no, just your, just, your soles, the bottom of your foot. But what it's if I'm there. wearing high top shoes? Does that am I offside? You can't. No, no, it's, your foot, you gotta your make it black two and feet white. beyond is what one you're saying. Feet, one what's feet a foot? beyond is also fine. The whole one, foot? No. Just your soul. Just the toe? You got just that. You it. Just that. <laughs> what are you? Just I don't that. I don't get what you're trying to say. You're allowed to have one foot over. No, no. If one of your feet, your soles, is offside, that's an offside. Anything beyond that, your knee, your shoulder, your head, that's not an offside. But that's a rule. But, VAR can check and intervene and say, okay, his foot was either offside or not offside. And that's about it. That's easy for a ref to call and spot. But when you put on his finger was offside, then you create all those gray areas. You can't score where... with your finger. That's that's the rules. It has if to any be part a of your body. What you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> even can't. a part. Even a part of your foot. If you a can't. part of your See? foot is what offside, compared each every part, your ankle, your toes, whatever. I get. Doesn't matter. My... Listen. Listen. I get a it. Part I, of get, the foot I get what you're offside saying. Offside would be advantage, it. but okay. it's it's yeah, done, guys. That's an advantage. That's a step forward ahead of the it's, defender. It's Your done. head forward is not an advantage. It's over. This is this is the world now. I don't you know. Can't, I don't know. And I'm with I'm with Bert over here. You can't be introducing any sort of gray. It's got to be black and white. What if a player what, is standing and not one? actually running forward and his foot's planted? That's not yeah, advantage. Yeah, he's pointing at the crowd, the but his line. arm isn't offside. That's what I'm saying. Anyways, <laughs> guys, we got to move on. This is uh, <laughs> this just I'm goes to show you, have. everybody. But sure, maybe a foot. A foot. I think I will say this would be better than what we're seeing right now. Good point. Okay, <laughs> and we did clarify that uh, Omar is in fact wearing pants today, which oh, is oh, great. Now, summer. 
We move on. That goal got disallowed. 63rd minute. This is the Bonaventura second scenario. Okay, so foul on Rabio resulting in simply a direct free kick. Potential second caution here. Nick Cardone obviously weighing in here saying, Bonaventura throws his shoulder right into Rabio's chest with the ball coming over the top. Bonaventura had no opportunity to play the ball and certainly did not challenge for the ball in a fair manner, which is that's what he's got in quotations, which is what the rule they're looking for. Okay. And he used reckless force. You can also make an argument that this foul stopped a promising attack. That's three sections this foul covered okay Mm -hmm. and uh based on all that criteria a caution should have been given resulting in his second and being a send-off the call to not show a second caution and send off bonaventura is not supportable according to nick cardone okay he says however var is not allowed to help the referee with cautions even if they would result in a send-off, VAR can't come in and do anything about it. But this one should have been his second yellow, without a doubt. And watching it live, we all said the same and thing. And I'll tell you, Al, 100%, you've done that before, because I know I have, and I know Luca has too. You line a guy up and you're like, you son of a bitch, you're going to get it right now. And it feels great. 100% <laughs> it's a yellow card. But, oh yeah, and we've all done it. 100% yeah. yellow. He doesn't even try to jump for the ball. He looks no. at Rabio and shoves it, him with his oh, shoulder. Yeah. He no eyed intent him. And this is why, uh, yeah, there was inconsistencies with the ref for sure. Now, we get later on in the match. Keane comes in as a sub. He immediately gets an opportunity off uh, Dodo's clearance that gets blocked. It falls to him. Uh, he slips it through Teddy Chano's arms, but it hits him um, almost off the collarbone and goes out. Um, and then, of course, comes the end. The scramble at Juve's end. Locatelli trying Whoa, to clear hang it. On, hang on, getting hang on. fouled back. from Ranieri. No, no, no. Back that one up. Yeah. Keen shot gets saved, and he lets it roll out of bounds. Kostic is like, give me the ball. That yeah. killed me. I don't, don't want to go too hard on Keen here, but yeah. Is, like you can. He deserved that one. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure why. <laughs> one nil. Allegri's probably yelling, let it go out. I don't know. I'm just trying to fire people up about Allegri. I was like, he's anyway. Scramble Juve's end. Locatelli trying to clear it, getting um, manhandled by Ranieri a little bit there. Still clears it. Falls to Castrovilli. That's a hell of a hit from Castrovilli. First of all, Um, Mm -hmm. uh, nice, nice hammer on the volley there. Uh, In one one. Hold on, because here we go, and now we're looking at VR, and here's the flip side of it where they might feel hard done by. I don't think it's hard done by because I He's don't think he should have even been offside. He was interfering with Locatelli in the first place, and Loca had to do that off balance from Ranieri. So, Nick Cardone, here it is. Castrovilli goal ruled offside after VAR review. There was a lot of confusion on this one. The moment the cross was played, Ranieri was in an offside position by a millimeter similar to Vlaovic, but he did not play the ball. Instead, he clearly touches and challenges Locatelli as he attempts to clear the ball. So basically what happens immediately after Castrovilli scored, Ranieri was ruled offside for challenging an opponent from Mm. the offside position. This is different from simply being an offside from a pass directly to you because he clearly interfered when an opponent who was playing the ball. The decision to overturn this was correct. We had a lot of people that were stunned why, if it's an easy offside like that, why did he go to the monitor? 
Why was he looking at this? Because it should be semi-automatic, offside, ruled off. Here's what Nick says. Why did he go to the monitor? The decision isn't as clear-cut and objective like the Vlaovic offside because you're ruling a player offside for challenging an opponent. So it's usually yeah, a little more subjective. So yep. due to the nature of this play, when VAR told Fabri and the assistant there was an offside, they potentially didn't even know who was off since Locatelli was the one who played the ball. Therefore, the ref needs to go take a look to confirm the player was mm -hmm. offside and that it was the one that challenged the opponent. So it may have also needed confirmation. Makes sense. Locatelli, who played the ball, but wasn't, uh, would not have been the correct decision. So since there were so many considerations on the table, he absolutely needed to go and look at it for himself. Juve gets the call in their favor. No goal. Um, offside, and he challenged Loka. 1-0. Get me the hell out of here. The last uh, nine, the last half was frustrating as hell. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to tackle reviews now. And, of course, you see Allegri getting into with apparently a fan that was uh, bad-mouthing Keane as he's coming mm -hmm. on. It, Allegri gets a yellow towards the end. He's shouting right next to the ref, Fabri, as he comes out from looking at this thing on VR. I'm yelling at Max, stop yelling with everybody and get your team to stop sitting back so goddamn deep on just one goal. And we'll talk about subs as we saw. I don't even think we had that many midfielders, yet we all of a sudden had a whole field full of midfielders. Uh, we're going to get into that now. Everybody, reminder, like the video right now while you're in here, and let's get into this. So, guys, 1-0. Mm -hmm. Let's get your overall review. The second half for me was... Quite a bit frustrating towards the end. Your guys' uh, review of the second half there and uh, this game overall before we get to man of the match. You want man you want me to go? Yeah. Yeah, go yeah I thought uh, they completely stifled the the trident. They had, Anytime Vlavic had the ball, he had two guys on him, so that basically shut him down. Uh, yeah, it was a typical max game. Up one nothing, lock it down. I was looking at the numbers after the game. Because I saw Lucci in our group chat saying, oh, here we go. We're going to lose this game now. When was the last time Max gave up a lead after the 75th minute? That's right. You can't remember because we haven't done it since September. Max doesn't give up leads. This team does not. And, I, and I'm going to put on this team. This team, when we're up, we don't lose. And it's, I don't know. I don't see why people are getting all, I see why people get frustrated because it's like, Oh man, we're going to lose this game. We don't lose games when we're up. Not this season. We haven't been doing it and we haven't done it in a long, long time. So, but, but we didn't draw Fiorentina 1 1 in the previous game when we were up 1 0. Yeah. When was that second goal? Like late in the game, we don't give up goals. I looked that one up, couldn't find that one. But that's like Monza, a, we lost 1 0, but we, were, goal, we had a red Mike. card. Uh, Benfica, okay, 55th minute, 2 1. Oh, that was uh, 69th against Roma. That was in August. We don't we don't give up late goals. So I see for me, this is just for me. I'm fine with how we won that game at the end. I knew we weren't going to lose. We weren't going to tie. We weren't going to lose. That and that's just how this season goes. With and everyone's complained about how oh our team isn't good enough. Well, if your team's not good enough and we're still winning games, what are you complaining about? Just get through this season. The best we can. If we didn't have a 15-point deduction, where would we sit right now? Al, go. Second second place. I'm okay with it. Didn't look good. Whatever. Three points. We move on. Yeah, but we're here to analyze Juve. <laughs> yeah. And the overall play. So Moretti's injured. That... Pogba's injured. 
yeah, guys, we have we have a game midweek. Hang on, hang on. We have a game midweek. When Paredes came in, I was a little worried about that one. I even said that in the group chat. But you know, luck tell you. I think it's more it it's more for me. So I'm not going to go, go against obviously what Anth is saying because there's yeah a little bit of a backing there in the numbers, but still it's everything it um, sets your team up for. Again, we play Salernitana and we approach it in the right manner for 90 minutes. You're playing Fiorentina at home. The Salernitana game was away. What did I say? I go, this Salernitana match is the way we need to approach all opponents. And when you continuously do that, you set your team up to be of this mentality that they need to play so deep and so back. The problem is, now it's great that we can say we haven't so far surrendered a goal later in there mm -hmm. or we don't lose these games, but a draw mm -hmm. might as well have been a loss in this game and we escaped it by the skin of our teeth. You have to, one goal is nothing. It's nothing. It's nothing against any team you play, whether it's Syria, Copa Italia, and especially Europa League. You can't, you can't continuously do this because a draw would have been like a loss in this one. If we were up to nothing, would you still have the same gripe about how we two that goals game? is different? I'm saying one goal is not what you need to right. put all your guys at the top of your box and say, come at us because this is not the BBC anymore. We're not that team. We're not right. that but team. Once Vlaovic, Di Maria and Kies are out of that game. We're not scoring a second goal. That's Max another is thinking, problem I have with his substitutes because Max he's is thinking, dropping everybody in the middle and he's doing it in before the 70th minute. You're not changing likes for likes. Right. We have Illing Jr. We have Sule. And they show that they can bring something, but you flood your lineup with midfielders because your mind and you're setting your team up. Hey, boys, we're parking the bus at home to Fiorentina, who earlier in this show you said stinks at. Yes. That's do. wrong to me. So is this team better equipped when we make those subs to attack a team or to sit and protect that lead? But it, that's my point is don't sit back on one goal. That's my fucking point. We're, we're good enough to do it. That's no, fine. We no, no, we're not. We're, we're not, not good enough to do. Well, it. We got we got the by, by the different. skin of our teeth. By numbers say different. Just, yeah, but numbers lie, and numbers lie all the time. Still one all the time. Look, so you I get it. It's not pretty. Europa League against Nats, and you want to get one goal, and then you want to sit back in about sixty-five minutes and just be like, "We're no. cool with this." No, no, no. That's what, not what, what I said. Because what you're setting with... up the team to do that, and he's setting up the team to continuously have this frame of mind. We we saw that against VRL last season. We scored early, sat back for most of the game, eventually conceded when you let teams play near your area. That even even the guys on the field looked like they're they're already considered a draw. They they didn't feel confident in their defending and in themselves. Everything was a mess. No one knew who needs to come out to, for long shots and who needs to stay in the area. It was a mess by the end because we lost structure and our defenders aren't good enough. Sandro had a horrible game last night. Horrible. And he's part of the three that are still playing. So for my summary of the Clean match, we, we should have won 2 nothing. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
we got saved by something that without VAR, uh, we end this match. But there is VAR. There is VAR. And still, you've watched VAR. You've seen how it plays out in every league in Europe. And it's not consistent. It's different referee. It could easily be a 1-1. So by the stroke of luck, we've managed to win one nothing. Got luck. He was offside. That's what it was. Uh, yeah, but another another referee would say it's not a foul. It's not play interfering. Look it at was subjective, yeah. But the thing subjective. is here, I'm yeah. just saying you can't you can't have hey I want to score five goals a game I want to attack players when and also say I have Sandra who stinks I have Deshilio who stinks I have Keane who can't score and then say no I want those guys to go out and keep attacking Fiorentina. No, that's not that game. It's about balance. It's about making substitutions yeah, that are like for light. Protect when you take Di Maria out and you play a midfielder, obviously you're not keeping it like for like. He has the players to maintain that balance. This was a choice yesterday to sit back and sit on that. Make no mistake about it. The problem I have with it is that you shouldn't be, you need to maintain balance. Not only that, it makes it easier. You want to talk about the greats and you want we want to treat it like it's the, the BBC, whatever. Chiellini specifically said it a multiple number of times. It is a hell of a lot easier to defend when you're on the front foot. When you take away your front foot completely and you have just Moise Keane running around up top there, the only one applying pressure, like a chicken with his head cut off, that's not keeping the balance. We sat back way too much. And the problem is, is that we do it repeatedly. So again, Illing Jr. and Sule, you can use these guys. When they've come in, they have shown they're more willing to uh, help and they're able to. But you didn't keep the subs the same. He didn't even try. So your thoughts? Exactly. We had opportunities there that maybe something goes wrong and they score sooner. You've already made changes that put your team behind the eight ball. So if you're in Tina, we don't talk about a 90. Let's say they equalize in 67th or whatever. This team screwed based on the lineup he put out there to go out and get another goal. And, and let's let's be honest. Chiesa and Dimitri were still in the field at that point. It's a horrible Fiorentina I'm saying lineup. when he made the changes and those mids come in, his lineup's shot. It's shot. It's absolutely it's horrible. Well, he, it's a horrible. Paredes, Fajoli, Locatelli, Rabio with just Keen up top. There's one thing in mind, and it ain't going to be scoring a goal, and you're only one up. And he had reasons for it. Barely, it barely squeaked by. Yeah. And now this team thinks that this is what we have to do. We have to sit back because we're it's it's frustrating, man. I can't deal with it. Can't deal with it. No. I'm telling you. And, and for you, it's so ass backwards, man. It's playing games yes. ass backwards. And when you play good teams, that's why we get spanked. Okay. Because right. you're if, setting if up your team was, with a mentality that's just piss poor. If it was a different team, if it was Napoli, Milan, Inter, whoever, we mm -hmm. concede possibly more than one because of that mentality. I, I, I wish I was as confident as you, but I was. No, my, my hands were trembling while I'm... But you're, you're assuming on. that Allegri would make those same t changes against those teams. Yeah, exactly. With a game midweek. Well, it's not midweek. No, not here's mid the thing. Here's the thing. No, with a game Max coming up midweek. Because Fiorentina didn't have a big chance created. So he thought, okay, yeah, no, this is fine. I don't need Game's to replace over. a forward for a forward. 
the thing is, is that that is so ignorant in such an ass backwards way because Possibly. all it takes is one big chance. Look mm-hmm. at us. We scored on one big chance and missed whatever, two. But that's all it takes is one. So it's an ignorant way to approach to just say, oh, well, they haven't created a big one now. We're just going to clamp it down in 65, whatever. No, 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 no. No. And you know what? How many lessons do we need throughout a season to figure out that you can't continue on this way? Like, what are, what are we waiting for? I gave you what the numbers. What are we waiting for to play? We haven't given up a lead since, since September. So. No, we have. Not in the last 15 minutes. We have given up a lead. We have given up once. leads, Ant. Okay, I guess we, Atalanta, we, we drew. We opportunities. A ton drew. of opportunities. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about the eight-game streak? Let's look at the numbers of what could potentially have happened if these guys were clinical. We got we we got results, but Jesus Christ, there were two good games out of all those eight. That's it. Still had eight in a row. Okay, so you're happy with playing like dog shit as long as we win. You and I have been saying it all year. Got to get to the end of the season. The wins are going to go away, and that's the problem. But they're not. Those are going to go away. Uh, oh, they this have. Team doesn't oh, score they have. Enough that's goals a weird statement. Sit back on one man. Winning. Are this you? This team needs to score goals. Are you in the knockout stages of the Champions League? Oh, we're not even. I've said this on multiple occasions. I'm not even talking about Champions League. Talk about uh, yeah, but um, we're talking about Juventus. If Juventus yeah. plays in the Champions League, this, and this is not a Champions League team. Six, no, that's why it's even worse. It's a horrible Fiorentina team with no crowd. No, and Juventus should... isn't a Champions League team. Juventus right might be, might be. Inter and Milan without the minus fifteen are in the Champions League. You and... guys are getting too worked up. Oh man, <laughs> you're still man. high on the Super Bowl. You guys, you guys are getting too worked up. Anyways, man of the match, okay? It's definitely Easy. not Anthony today. Who's man <laughs> of the match for your game yesterday? <laughs> Anthony was given uh, early shouts for Locatelli. Uh, yeah, I was going to – I was looking – I'm like, yeah. He, Hands yeah. down. His, his defensive yeah. work yesterday was outstanding. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I liked uh, Bremer in the match as well. And I do want to give a shout-out to uh, Kostic. I thought Kostic gave like yeah. 150% yesterday. Um Unfortunate not to get uh, the one goal on his first opportunity, but it was uh, it was a good showing from them. Locatelli in there, um, Bremer, Bremer for me, Bremer Kostic for me, um, honestly. But uh, we look at some shouts out here. We got uh, one shout for Di Maria. We've got Kostic and Bremer. We got Man Match mm-hmm. Kostic here. So there you go. That seems to be uh, those guys in there. One shout for Di Maria. There might be a couple more. We have a Kostic earlier there. Um, you do. You guys do have a question from Bikram G uh, to why mm. Loka Delhi. So if one of you wants to elaborate on why Loka, go ahead. Homer. Yeah, you, you need to watch the overall play, even watch that game again. Without Loka, we might be conceding one or two. He was doing the work of at least two midfielders mm-hmm. yesterday, covering everywhere, always available for passes, always aware and very responsible that's what i see from him most he's so responsible for the decisions he takes when to go forward when to stay back where to navigate the game he's he's really mature and those are the types of games where you don't need kids all the times you don't need the youngsters sometimes you need men someone to take the responsibility to navigate everyone and lucatelli was the man yesterday 
in the midfield versus Amrabat, the, the World Cup sensation, and Castrovilli and whoever, and Lucatelli was the one who was responsible for keeping those guys relatively quiet for most of the game. Yeah, and, yeah, the, and def defensive work should be admired just as much as attacking work. Yeah, a lot of people knock him like for turnovers or, uh, yeah, someone who's going to see the ball that much, he's going to have more turnovers per capita compared compared to other people. Or like, errant, he has an errant pass every once in a while. But like Omer said, his defensive abilities are just outstanding. So just it's the little. It's the little things that actually go a long way to mm -hmm. making things work for the other guys. Because, yeah, does he have Aaron passes? Sure. Everybody wants, uh, you know, Pirlo in there. It's it's not going to happen, guys. But a prime instance is like yesterday, Vlaovic's second goal got ruled from offside. Di Maria's doing whatever he can to survive on that wing. Um, he's got pressure all over him. Locatelli comes in like a battering ram, okay? Mm -hmm. Picks up that ball, has the presence of mind amidst all that scrum. Look like a rugby scrum. Right in front of the benches. You see out of his peripherals, Kostic, over his left shoulder, and slots this ball perfectly into, mm -hmm. his, uh, um, perfectly into his run, and he runs onto it and slips it to Vlaovic. It's little things like that that he does over and over and over in games. It's... It's huge. And defensively, he is our main defender ahead of the defense. Mm -hmm. And the work he had to do yesterday so that we could see the trident was massive, um, especially defensively. So, again, you guys want all this creation and everything. But you have to realize the creation falls on Chiesa Di Maria when we play in that manner because you're left with just Rabio and Loca in the middle. So Loca did his job and did it to a high, high level. Okay. And ideally on Pogba, where I think returns. some shortcomings were was the right side. And that's having uh Lord DeShilio there on the right. I think that's where some major shortcomings were. Cause if you're going to play that three, four, three and be heavy up top, your flanks better be on. And Kostic was at another level compared to DeShilio. And that's where it kind of shines a light there. But, I, I, I don't know. Loka, I, for me, did his job and did it exceptionally well mm -hmm. yesterday. Um, yeah, I, I want to add another point. Um, we've seen the 3-4-3 for the first time, and that match looked like a team playing 3-4-3 for the first time. And mm -hmm. um, so if everyone is expecting to change formation and suddenly in one game start flooding the field and being everywhere, that's not going to happen. It's, it takes time. Takes work and chemistry. or attacking so, at the end of a game when we're up one nothing, yeah. you know, it takes time. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and you wouldn't do that without any attackers, do you? Okay, help me out. When okay, let's say subs... and, and it's just like here's the thing: the yeah, amount yeah. of opportunities that were falling there. Yes, they didn't capitalize, but it was like one after another. Jovic was almost free and clear right at the six yard box, and we just kept letting them come at us and come at. That's the shit. You got it. I don't like to see sure on one goal on two. Mm -hmm. Okay. But on one, you got to keep playing, man. You have mm -hmm. to keep playing on one. So don't play with my emotions this morning on a Monday. And oh, it's, no one wants to hear your easy. shit, Luca. Just hey, quiet so, down. Kiesa winning MVP of January. Okay. So he gets a uh, MVP of the a month. A lot of people there. didn't um, like that. Did you, a lot of people were, were 
I saw people on Twitter saying, really, he won it? It's like, was there somebody else to consider? I think it's the dumbest thing Juve does and could just let it go. That well, all the sponsors, like they're yeah, it's the sponsor. They, the they, they can. So EA does the MVP yeah, they have to do it, but but I don't give that any you know significance in the, the way the players played. If Dushan scored four in one game, he'll probably get it for the entire month. Yeah, well, Kies has had a couple contributions in there. Whatever, it's probably weight of yeah, the one goal that gave us fine. a victory. It is what it is. Anyways, the Trident. I want to get to the Trident. What were your guys' thoughts on the Trident yesterday and how it worked? Uh, what did you like? What didn't you like? Uh, first game seeing it, it's gonna be it's gonna be rough. And Fiorentina, Fiorentina is a, is a tricky customer, right? They always play us tough, and I think it's gonna. I I thought it was gonna flourish, but then I forgot that Fiorentina knows Vlaovic well. They've seen Chiesa before, so not surprised that they shut it down pretty good. No, let's I be honest. It's not worth it. But let's definitely, we definitely keep tried it. Not worth it. Wow. So live you chat, there you go. Stink. Something to feed on. Do we lose too much in balance of play? So Ant says, no, you still got to go try it. Come on. What are we talking? There are three best strikers. Our three best players. Yeah. Look what at the guy who wants to here. back on one goal leads wants to try it out there. <laughs> like, make up yeah. your mind for Christ's sake. Anyways. Omar. Yeah, that. <laughs> I mean, let's let's be honest. And Dushan did get a goal here, uh, fair, a, a legal goal. Yeah, yeah. So they didn't shut him out completely. The referee did. And besides that, yeah, they need to continue to play. You want you want their yeah, best players sure. on the field when they can, right? And the next game is sort of midweek, but not really. It's uh, it's a Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, that's what we are now. Yeah. Thursdays. Yeah. Yeah. Great Thursdays, and then we have a game on Sunday <laughs> and Thursday again, and then uh, on Tuesday. But let let's wait. Let's let them work out. Kiesa wasn't involved enough, in my opinion. Yeah. All the creativity fell to uh, Di Maria and Di Maria alone. Uh, Kostic was fine. Just need to get involved a bit more. Maybe it has something to do with both Rabio and Sandro being on his side. I think it looked different if Quadrado is there because as much as I have my thing with him, he's still miles ahead of the Chile. Yeah. But Kostic so, has been on an uptick the last yeah, Kostic three games. Is, yeah, he's getting games. back to his form before the World yeah. Cup. There's a lot to, to wait in here on the Trident. Okay, so we've got a question coming in from Swarit saying, Trident all along. Agree. Why is that even a question? I'll, I'll show you the thought process as to why. Okay. But here's where it starts with the Trident. Chiesa and Di Maria, I do feel Chiesa wasn't uh, as involved. You can The Trident for me looked exactly like what I expected, which is it's very new to us and needs a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, very, very often we were stuck on one side. You could see it, there were so many times during that game, Vlaovic, Chiesa, Di Maria were almost in a row. And it was so easy for Fiorentina to switch the ball to the other side and move up the pitch. Um, press was almost non-existent, whether that's uh, initiated from Max or not. Regardless, they can't press evenly and nicely. They bunch up. So again, that's just because it's so new and they haven't done it a lot. They need to figure it out. But I think they need to make it rigid if you're going to run that trident. Someone needs to lock down the left side. 
someone needs to lock down the right. And I think that's the the reason why Chiesa struggled to get involved and could only do a couple of uh, real good sequences was half the time he was trying to almost occupy the same space as Di Maria and it just wasn't working. So they need to figure that out. Um, a couple times though, Chiesa did stick left and we actually found him with some good long balls and we're stretching out Fiorentina. We just didn't do it often enough. So there's a lot of work to be done there. The questions of do we lose enough in balance? This is where you start to talk. You got two midfielders in there, Rabio and Locatelli. Like I said, what does that do? It increases the amount that that right flank has to do, just like the left. You could see it plain as day. Kostic was at where he needed to be. Decilio was not. And our right struggled because of Decilio. So the question becomes, you could see the trident. You can probably do it easier with three midfielders. However, what hurts your flanks more? Trying to play a 3-4-3, three, three, is it too demanding or is it more demanding to just have four at the back, three midfielders, and then you're trident? Because in the middle, man, it there was gaps. There, it was like the Grand Canyon in there for gaps on options too for our guys to pass to. This is another thing where Chiesa and Di Maria have to realize if we're only playing two midfielders there, when we do look to counter and turn the ball, it can't get up so quickly. Somebody has to stay and be that option because it wasn't all DeShilio's fault. A lot of the times, he didn't have an option to even come uh, to a pass inside. Everybody was too far beyond. He can't put a ball through the player in front of him. So there's a lot to work on. What do you guys think? What hurts us more on the flank plate? A 3-4-3 or should we go 4-3-3? Luca does bring up a good point. When you do play those three, Keane's the only one you got on the bench. And Milik soon. Yeah, I don't agree because you could play Illing and Sule. And again, I would have played at least one of them yesterday. The the main idea is to finish the game before these guys go out on yeah. substitution. So you want to utilize your best players. But sometimes it doesn't happen and you have to trust what you have. I mean, if he has no yes. trust in Sule or Illing, then don't call them up for the team. They're, they're not there just to play minutes whenever we're leading 3 nothing against a Salernitana. They're yes. tools we have. And he needs to understand how to use them correctly. And well, if you believe the phone play. taps that came out, you wouldn't be surprised why he's not playing them. Oh, I believe all of them. And <laughs> Don't report yeah, the phone tap. What? Don't report no, no, nothing. Don't no, worry about it. I, I didn't report the phone tap. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, we did sacrifice a lot. There still needs to be a, a new roles that Allegri has to explain to the players. I said it before, Rabio was drifting forward like crazy and left Loca in the middle. If we played against a better counter-attacking team, they've been all over us every time we lost the ball. And yeah. when he's out there, then either Sandro or Danilo or Bremer have to come out. It leaves gaps in the back. Uh, it looked like a mess and something they haven't worked on enough, but we'll get better with time, I assume. And the wingers needs to need to contribute more uh, in place of the missing midfielder that now has to stay back and not get yeah. inside the area like they used to do. Yeah. But it's more of a roles and assignment thing than a formation thing. Yeah, I don't. I'm not even so sure because you got some shouts. Quadrado, Quadrado would helped yesterday rather than Deshilio, but 
he still would have no options inside because of that setup until, like Omar said, those guys, Kies and Di Maria, figure out that they need to make up for that in the middle, not just get forward immediately, which Di Maria did do a good job of. Chiesa was sometimes caught between two minds. So what um, do you guys do on Thursday? We don't have to travel. It's a home game. Do you go with a 4-3-3? We haven't seen it enough. That's that's my thing. We haven't seen it enough. Mm-hmm. You know? So I, uh, I think we go with a 4-3-3. Because yeah. for the same reasons, Miretti is still out. We still have four midfielders and a game on Sunday. If you play three of them, yeah. two of them have to play on Sunday away at Spezia without yeah. Bremer. You haven't seen it. And just like this 3-4-3, I said, like, you got Salernitana. That was a game to try your Trident out. And you have a mm-hmm. couple at least going into it. You only have one so far going into the, the Nance game. So how confident are we in switching it up and going that route? Like, yeah. I, I'm rather confident looking at the stats of, uh, of Nance. They're not a good team. They're 13th without a minus 15. I, they lost more than they won. They mostly drew. All season, they have a negative goal difference. They score 24 and consider 26. They're not a high scoring, not so much a high conceding team, but we should, you know, at home at least, that should be a win for Juve pretty easily, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I've been Wait saying all this whole time if it ain't broke, don't fix it. We're a 3 5 2 team till everybody's healthy. That's what we've been playing, that's what everybody's comfortable in. Do you start you mixing think, things up And now? this question's come up. I'm going to remind everybody, get your Storm the Barn questions in right now, okay? Like the video as well. Subscribe if you're new here. But uh, get your Storm the Barn questions in. We got one on deck. But do you think Allegri will go with the Trident? Because Bikram Jeet is saying that he does not think that Allegri is going to go with the Trident against Nance. I actually don't think he will either. I think, I think he will because of his character. Because he is stubborn and he is committed to long processes. And yesterday was the start of some sort of process in shifting our the way we play. And like I said, it's still the same case. We still have four midfielders available. You can't field three of them every game. So I yes, think for the just like he approached this one on one goal, he's going to approach Nance in what he feels safest with, mm-hmm. which so far for us has been having three players in the middle of the park. And I think he's going to do it. And I think you're going to get Locatelli, Fagioli, and Rabio, mm-hmm. And the rest will fill itself out. And one of Di Maria or Chiesa will have to settle for coming off the bench. If Correct. I had to guess, it mm-hmm. would be Chiesa. Yep. 3-5-2. That's what I think, and that's just my how I read Max. And I would love to be surprised. I would love to him for come out, do a trading game. But I think if he watches the Fiorentina game, and again, I would have liked to see this over two games like Salernitana and uh, Fiorentina. But I think if he watches that, the counter opportunities that were there for Fiorentina. I don't think he wants to do that in Europa League, and I could see him going away from it. That's what I think he's going to do. Mm-hmm. He might. I wouldn't be surprised if he does. Yeah. yeah. When was the last time we played the same lineup twice in a row? 
the same lineup exactly. No, we won't because Quadrado was sick the day before. Didn't train. Right. That's why the Shilio started. Doesn't so happen. Quadrado will play. I assume one of the defenders will be out and someone will replace him, either Gatti or Rugani, maybe even Bonucci. We're going to get some no. change for Spezia because Bremer got a yellow and he's going to get that one. Yeah. Yep. That will 100% be, be Bonucci. So, uh, I, yeah, I'm putting make, my money uh, on Bonucci. Do Quadrado and Bonucci will be on team list for um, Nance Thursday. Again, we'll have to wait and see, everybody, but uh, we're going to get how you guys feel about that one coming up towards the end. We got Storm the Barn. Let's get some mm -hmm. questions in here. Luca coming in here with Benucci returning. I know not many care for his defensive traits lately, but what do we think of seeing him between Danilo and Bremer in back three? Would definitely help our distribution issues out of the back. What do you guys think? There was a couple times yesterday where Bremer had the ball carrying it up and i'm like i thought to myself Bonucci was picking out vlaovic with that pass right he like there's there's certain instances in a certain instances in a match where Bonucci gets it and he's pinging those like his distribution is some of the best i've ever seen from a center back can he still do it not so much but we definitely lose that when he's out but those three brazilians play at the back for, and i know Omer didn't like how Sandro he had some Sandro struggled yesterday. yesterday. But as a unit, those three have been very consistent for a while now. So my breaking them up. It, it's it's the payoff for me. You have to though. There's not enough payoff for his distribution because first and foremost, mm -hmm. you are a defender. Correct. And Benucci has struggled immensely before. Now he's been out for how long? And I don't have the confidence or the faith to uh, to go to that. And definitely not immediately, right? We would just have to wait and see, but not immediately for me. Omar, what do you think? If Dushan was introduced slowly into the team after his injury, then so does Bonucci. That's what he needs to do. He can throw him out there. But he did throw the Shilio straight back in there. Right in there. So Two 90s so in a I, row. So I won't be surprised if we'll see Bonucci <laughs> in the center. I've said it before, I think Bonucci is pretty much done. The type of defender that he is no longer applies to the current game. Everyone has speedy forwards, fast dribbling. You don't have your number nines in there that a towering defender can do whatever he wants. And I don't know, maybe he will be good, but what we've seen in the past year and a half, I'm not overly confident. I think he should play, maybe he should play against Spezia. But not at a be-all, end-all game versus Nazi in the Europa League. Mm. Especially when Bremer is out for Spezia, so there's one spot up for grabs in the middle. Which I would give to him ahead of Rugani or Gatti. Interesting. I would start Rugani out of those three. Only because Bonucci's coming back from injury. I think I would start Rugani over those three. I might. I might. I mean, 2023, everybody. Welcome. 23 events as we're talking about uh, starting yep. Rugani, and that's the reality of what we Over face. Over Benucci. Again, is, huh? while earlier on we talk about Max and our personal feelings and whatnot, make no mistake about it, this season is like none other. I've never seen anything like it, and all the yep. stuff he has to deal with. I, I will say this. He has at least handled everything in a professional matter, tactics aside and all that aside, 
what he's had to put up with, what the players have had to endure and continue on with is uh, it, it, it's insane. It's insane this year. So uh, again, is what it is speaking more about Nance and everything um, real quick though. And what's with mm. these, what's going on with these wiretaps? Uh, somebody's telling you what to do and what not to do. I don't understand. No one's telling me anything. Yeah, not reporting. Listen, to do. I have a quick message for everybody tuning in. We don't need to filter anything for anyone. And we sure as shit don't need to be told what to do. Nobody is a bigger fan or the biggest fan. And nobody has uh, a pedestal of fandom, okay? Juventini deserve to see and know everything that's being put out there from all the sources. Why? I'll tell you why. Because it paints a better picture of what we're actually facing and what we're actually dealing with, okay? And more so than just this season, what Juventus has always had to deal with. So people saying, don't post this, don't post that. Listen, Juventini deserve to see everything, the good and the bad. If you filter things, you don't actually get the feeling of what Juve's actually been through and going through. Okay, so enough of this filtering nonsense. And sure as shit, don't go around telling people what to do. And I think it's hilarious. All I got to say on that. I think it's hilarious how wiretaps are leaked before trial. And I found it on Twitter. Good Twitter, you do learn some things. Um, well said, by the way. Um, that since it's not a jury system, evidence can be leaked or released. It's it's wild over there. It, judicial system. It's a clown show. Like how I think it's hilarious how yeah, I, I want to answer Nick released. here. I want to answer Nick here who asked uh, where are the wiretaps of the other teams. Um so just so we're clear, you Juventus are being wiretapped not because wire of the tapped. plus <laughs> is that a right word? I, I don't know. It is. I just think oh, the whole okay. situation is hilarious to me. Yeah, you is being wiretapped by the police, and the police are not telling you when they are uh, putting wiretaps on your phones and stuff. It has nothing to do with the plus valenza case, it's something they have to do. That's uh, their job basically because Juve is a publicly traded company and manipulating the market is a serious offense. So it you can't say that about any other team in Italy, either mm-hmm. privately owned. Everyone is privately owned. The police don't tell you who they're wiretapping and Juventus are being wiretapped for being a publicly traded company, not because they decided to only wiretap Juventus. It's just a coincidence that they wiretapped Juventus and while that happened, we have the Plus Valenza case, so it kind of serves into, you know, into that trial. But they're mainly wiretapped because of the salary maneuvers, which is a big offense if it has happened. And they Massive. have the right to wiretap and take a look into all those publicly traded companies, not only football related, everywhere. You can't manipulate yeah. the market. Yeah. Basically, you know, and well done, Omar. But yeah, basically, again, don't. I don't need anyone running around telling people what to do. Again, you've intended to serve and have the right to see and know everything that's put out there. And if somebody has a problem with that, they can talk to me directly. Mm -hmm. Very easy to get a hold of. 
All right. And we're, now, and we're not making it up. It's from the newspapers. If you yeah. don't read this it is here, the you already did the newspapers. It. Don't, give, don't give these people attention. Listen, it's already out there. It's we're sharing there. it with Juventini for them to yeah. see and know exactly what we are facing. You can't tell everybody that we're facing this fight and paint this picture without giving them the evidence and the information and what they're seeing. And this is why Juve feels so hard done by and always targeted. You can't have one without the other. So you know what? Lay it out for people. Stop Great question. people. Okay? And stop saying shit on the phone. Don't say mm -hmm. stuff on the phone. Yes. Jeez. Yes. You got to figure that out. But, <laughs> you know. And yes, WhatsApp is 24-7 available. Well, 24-7. Uh, that's a lot. Take a little bit enough, to respond. But anyways, Omar, go ahead. Finally enough, the, the only way you can get nothing can get hacked to is by writing on a piece of paper. Well, even That's that, like, burn it after, by the way. Well, they yeah, had the black book. They got the wiretaps. They got like the, the, main, the biggest problem, just... too, is that. And this <laughs> is why I said Juve needed to push back right at the start immediately. The second dismissal, that's your green light, in my mind, to go right back at them full throttle. I feel like they left themselves open for this thing to continue when it shouldn't really have. Yeah. There's still a lot. There's still a lot to shake out here, man. We still oh, got man. it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be going on for a while. And but here's the problem why remember when I was saying all that hashtag freeze the league stuff and whatnot? Because you still have a team and players that are trying to deal through this shit. And we can't. I am. You know? Anyways. Anyways, even, they crazy. Be back now. to carrier pigeons. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Storm the barn. Can we beat net so we're gonna finish up talking yeah. about Europa League, and obviously the Nance matchup on Thursday, okay? Can we beat Nance convincingly? We no. badly need this win. So I'm going to leave this to you guys, and how confident do you feel going into this one, and what do you think is going to happen? Is Juve going to get the job done there? Yeah, I'm pretty confident. I think that they will get the job done. I think it will be like 2-0, maybe 3-1 for Juve, but they should be you know, out of our league. We should win this relatively con uh, comfortably, but that season, this season, has been crazy, and we can't expect anything. I was shocked we won against Inter two nothing, shocked, but it did happen. Mm. And shocked we lost to Monza twice. Still yeah. happened. For me, this team's got it. We got to get the job done. The first one's at home. Like you got to mm -hmm. get that one done. Yeah, I said a while ago. I think it was during the during our Champions League debacle. This team needs, I think Europa League, I said at the time, I think Europa League would be good for this team. A lot of young players. A deep Europa League run would be good to get that monkey off the back of getting more games in Europe, not just group stage games and exiting in the second round. Yeah, I think this is good for this team to be in, in a European competition. It might shock you guys, but I have very little faith that we're going to do anything on Thursday. Yeah. I just, a draw, you know, something. I just, I, I don't know. I, I'm not, I don't have that gurgle guts feeling that we're going to be doing anything on Thursday. I don't. And there you go. Juventus win. Because Anthony said otherwise. Yeah. I didn't say we're going to lose. I just don't, I don't know. Like is, do you guys think Europa League is an honest goal for this team or like like it's Coppa Italia and bust like you know what yeah. I mean is it no do you no think Europa is. League really is a 
It is a lot, a lot depending on the draws we get if we go past yeah. Nantes. But there are good teams in there. We've talked about it yesterday. And, and we we can do a good job. Let's not forget there is money involved. It's not Champions yeah. League money, but it still needs to be in our heads. It's better than not receiving any money at all. This goes back to what I've been saying for a couple of weeks now. This team doesn't score enough goals. Mm. This team does not score enough goals, which is why I continuously have Lachita, okay, from watching this team drop you. further and further back. Because, again, we are we capable of? Absolutely we are. But we just have this negative mindset and frame of mind that, like, yeah, we have negative. to sit back and be so safe and whatever. It's like sometimes you just got to let loose and just fire away for Christ's sake and give your team that that feeling, that urge to get out there and just get after it. Like, they can do it. We have the talent. If you put our roster pound for pound to these teams that outplay us, we are the better team on paper. We have to get it jo- the job done on the pitch, but I feel we are being, like, just held back. And to some degree, you've got to get everybody in the roles that suit them best and have them firing. But some of it, it's not all, Max, because, again, some of the execution hasn't been up there. Got to score but goals. when your team isn't scoring and you play in a manner that doesn't help them create even more. Because here's the thing. If you all of a sudden dialed it up and say, okay, you know what? We're going to go all out. We're going to get the pressure. We're going to mm-hmm. create a ton of chance. All of a sudden you get a couple of games where it's, okay, we score two, we score three, we score two. Then they get moving and then you could be a little more methodical in approaches because now they got the confidence. They start knowing too, like, okay, this is what we're going to do. This is how we're going to set things up. This is how our ideas are of creating. But right now there's too much of a free-for-all when I watch this team. And then it always reverts back to sitting back. When we try to attack, it's, okay, these are our main guys. Give them the ball. See what happens. But there's no timed runs. There's no, uh, okay, I need to go here so that this opens up this area that he can make that pass into. And then when he hits this pass, the flank's going to all of a sudden get involved. There's none of that. There's not enough organization to our game. So That's I'm why gonna, it's hard for me to get confident. Th- this is where I'm going to sort of agree with you, but I'm going to say it a little differently. This team is built for Serie A. This team isn't built for Europe. It has the players, to your point, out to potentially do something in Europe, but the system that Max has, and I guess you're so to your point, the mentality of the tactical, defensive, yeah. you know, we're going to sit on the one nothing lead. I get it. But this team isn't mentally built to win in Europe. In Europe, it's it's, but I get it. Like if we get a couple games, two goals, three goals, but they're how many safe. are we giving up? They're too safe for Europe. Correct. But this yeah. team is built for City out right now. Maybe next year, a different coach or a different style, different players. I'm just saying, right now, this team is built to finish in the top four in City. That's it. Yeah, and 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 Europe. Europe and there's nothing wrong go, with that. Yeah, you gotta go for the kill in Europe, which you don't Correct. do. At the moment, we they, can't do they, it. they're happy managing games. Max is happy managing games. We also always have some important key 
in our uh, in our lineup that's just coming back from injury and we yeah. have to integrate him slowly like we didn't have everyone fully fit with full momentum for the entire season someone is always right. coming back from injury and needs to be managed uh, max has his shortcomings but it's not all on him he's not responsible for the injuries the the reasons players are out of games the refereeing mistake that cost us point here and there and he has his stuff to blame but it's not a hundred percent change the manager and everything is fine and we have tons of players who are either at the beginning of their career and have not yet reached their full potential or players that are past their prime that's yeah. what our squad is compiled of right now I always oh, have said for Max's return that I don't see this team taking the next step until he gets out of his comfort zone Correct. and until he actually changes. Have we seen Max change? I don't think we really have. And mm-hmm. people say, well, how can you say that? Whatever. Well, there's signs all over the place if you look for them. If you look at the beginning of the season, a young Miretti who was playing very well in the Metsala role, he got in yellow card issues at about 30 minutes of several games. Mm-hmm. He was immediately substituted. Like, he, yeah. if he got to halftime, like, he was out. You have Adrian Rabio on a card <laughs> in the first minute in a chippy game. He will play 90 minutes for Max. So... What I'm trying to highlight is that, and I showed it and I said it in the live watch along, is that Max will always be the guy that trusts certain players amongst his team, and he will die by the sword with those guys. Mm-hmm. How does this play in part with our things? Obviously, you're going to trust uh, an experienced guy to get through on a yellow and what? Well, is Rabio trustworthy in that scenario? I didn't yes. feel very confident, to be honest. It was a chippy game, and he he should have been sent off the game prior against Salernitana. He should have been sent off. So yeah. I don't have the trust. But this is what Max needs to do because if you're going to start leaning on these guys, and again, to Omer's point earlier, they're on your roster. You have to use them. You have to show some faith there, and you have to show some trust outside of your circle. You need to get out of that frame of mind. And you need to start uh, looking at these guys and instilling that same level of faith and trust in your whole roster. But again, it's dying by the sword on certain guys. And is he dying by the sword with the right guys? That is what ultimately the question is. And nobody's going to have the answer until season's end and we see where everything falls. But all this in mind, if you take the nonsense out of the equation, this team is second or third place. And to be honest, could we have been higher? Is Napoli that much better or are we just hindering ourselves? I'm going to leave you with that question before we sign off and everybody. Oh my. Napoli Napoli are that better. That much better and it's not ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's not only ourselves, but even if we were sort of ourselves, Napoli's team is still better. They're more functional. They have a more advanced coach in his frame of mind. They have a more unite squad who work for each other and enjoy being with each other and enjoy playing with each other, understand the system. And when you have a set system that is working, it's much easier to integrate players 
even when they had their backs against the wall, they have that card of throwing in Simeone and he gets them the goal. So yeah. that's the sign of a confident team whose project is more advanced. And they did that after losing, losing three of their most important players last season. That is a sign of a system that is functioning. Juve's system is not functional at the moment, so it's very hard to shine and play up to your full potential. Yeah. That can be solved, but it will take time. And this point is another one highlighting how I feel personally about Max is when B1897 says, if you remember Fajoli, one of the main reasons we were able to turn the tide, brought the extreme balance, and somehow has lost his spot in the first team. This is... Not this exact example, but it plays into what I think about who he chooses to ride or die with, essentially, right? Um, Ant, anything to touch on with kind of that thought process of trusting maybe the wrong guys? Jeez. Uh, Again, people are like, I want to see... Injuries and stuff, right? Yeah, like people, I want to see the trident. Okay, let's put it out there. Well, why is Fajoli on the bench? Because he has to be, right? Oh, why don't you play these younger guys? Well, it's... You can't make everybody happy with every lineup, right? And I just, I again, I'm just going to reiterate Omer's point. We haven't had everybody healthy. You know, it's I don't want to say the season's a wash, but Fajoli's plays played great. He'll get his time. Maretti's out, unfortunate. I agree that I think Sule and Illing Jr. should get more time, but Kostic came, you know, he's back on the upswing. He's going to, you know, sorry, Illing, you have to sit on the bench. That's just the way it is. Um, I, I want to add something. Yeah, um, and I'm texting um, with Luca right now in the group chat, so I'm kind of all over the place. So it's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm seeing a lot of uh, Juve could have signed this player three years ago and that player, oh, but they would get over it. I mean, be serious. Yes, Juve could have signed Kvartzhelia uh, two seasons ago or one season ago when he was 20. But how many 20-year-olds Juve signed and went straight into the starting 11. That's a Napoli thing. That's a Milan thing. That's what they do. It has almost never been that case for Juve. It has been when the player cost us 70 million or something, then he's integrated because it costs a lot of money. But if Juve signed Kvartzhelia or Holland when he was 17, those guys wouldn't see a minute of play. Yeah. They would not see a minute of play. So Mid-30s just... uh, midfielder, though, free signing... Um, that oh, could splash okay. the ball around like anybody right here. I'm telling you, hey, yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> half of the cost of Rabio, Juve. Just yeah, this way, anyways. <laughs> Guys, live That's chat. We had Canada. some fire today. Okay, this show got pretty heated in a couple yeah. spots, yeah. but we love it. Great, great. The green stuff. room's gonna be awesome. Ultimately, what? Oh yeah, yeah. The green room. We'll, <laughs> we'll mellow it out with our softball song. We always sing a song yeah. in the green room. So today was the softball song. I know really piano knew what I was singing. We yeah, need Luca on song. the keyboards, but mm. uh, he's a little uh, camera shy. So maybe the live chat will have to get on him next time he's in here. Tell him to play that damn keyboard. It's not just I can work on a guitar. Man. Oh, you get a grand piano if you want decorations. Okay, the keyboard. Play the damn thing. All right. Yeah. Oh, let's work on a horse's ass for one of the episodes. What's that? Duet. Let's work on a duet. Of a duet? Player. All right. Should yeah. I grab my guitar? Like, you want to actually play something live? Yeah, why not? You say I made a Bianco Nero song. Okay, Bianco Nero Vero to the tune of Toto Cotugno's L'Italiano Vero. Send me the Amazing. chords and the song. I'll, I'll learn it. There you go. The there next you episode. go. We'll have some fun. Uh, Peter, much appreciated. Everybody, much appreciated for you guys on live. You guys make these shows uh, just uh, 
so much better okay and enjoyable you guys always help lead the discussion mm -hmm. as well anthony omar thank you as always guys we got the job done it may not be pretty but Did a, win, we? a win ultimately we've win got win. nance on thursday you know the drill i got the daily update videos coming for you leading up to that one thursday we're going to do the match day live um i will be working so there won't be a watch along spezia on sunday match day live and again another watch along I want to fill everybody in on a couple things too. We are working to do maybe some time zone change shows to help some viewers in other regions. So we might actually be inviting. We get a lot of support from Australia. So we're probably going to have a show with some of these guys. Uh, they're it great. Be a midnight great. show. Just a pop-up show. Have fun. Chat Juve. Okay. And uh, also we have started the uh, AJC Army FIFA Pro Clubs team, okay? So no idea what that sign is. me up, okay? Hook me up, uh, add me as a friend. It's AJC Berto on PS5 or whatnot, and then we can uh, line you up into that team, okay? Everybody, enjoy your week, okay? It was a struggle, it was a grind, but 1-0. Take away the points. When those points get taken away, pew, shoot right back up, okay? And then we'll see where we're at, okay? Uh, we'll talk to you all tomorrow on the daily update videos otherwise thursday the next live okay mm -hmm. as always no matter what fino alla fine forza juve ciao tutti have a great week okay mm -hmm.